Bonjour, Lusan. Day six is in the books. We are winding down towards the end of our first week of the 2020 Winter Youth Olympic Games. I am joined once again by Wojciech Nowakowski. Hello, everybody. And we are here, as always, to summarize today's action in the sports, in the youth sports realm. And uh, once again, we don't really have anything to start the episode off with. So I think we'll just jump right into today's summaries. And I mean, do I even have to say it? Just, just start. So the curling thing, <laughs> I will <laughs> say that. Uh, yes, the curling, and we have the the biggest sensation in in the quarterfinal, which was called the quarterfinal one. But in fact, it finished last, as there was an extra end between Canada and Japan. And even more surprisingly, it was Japan that eliminated Canada from the medal games. So we have Japan in uh, in the semifinals. And they uh, and their rivals was the uh, New Zealand team who won against Germany. So Germany, one of the uh, of the nations with a great curling history, although uh, last year's in a little crisis, they seem to be uh, waking up from that and they seem to recover from that crisis. However, they lost to New Zealand, which is quite an exotic uh, country for curling, and uh, they seem to do very well here in Lausanne, or in fact in Champery, where the uh, where the curling event is held during the games in Lausanne. Uh, and another uh, another pair of quarterfinals was Russian Federation uh, versus Switzerland, with Russia winning 7-5. And we've got Norway beating Italy 8-6. So a great start from Italy and a bad start from Norway uh, in the round robin. And if, I could totally... just, uh, if I could just yes. jump in there, I wanted to say something about the, the Canada-Japan game real quick. That was... That was um, probably the curling game I've enjoyed the most from these this uh, these games. It was a really uh, it was a really close match. Uh, I just wanted to say I think Canada was kind of the victim of some bad luck in that game. To me, it felt like they were outplaying Japan, but Japan just kind of seemed to get um, a bit more lucky and have a bit more uh, opportunity than Canada did. I mean, obviously they blew it on that last stone uh, in the in the ninth end and the extra end, but overall, to me, Canada was like the I guess, real winners of the game, even though, of course, they lost to Japan. But uh, a great job from both teams because that was an enjoyable match. Yes, that's always the problem with the, with the playoff system where, you, where losing uh, makes you uh, get eliminated. And especially, especially in quarterfinals, if such thing happens, where, where you come from, now, uh, from with nothing, we got, we, you don't get into the medal uh, part of the, of the bracket, then... Then it's really, and then it really hurts, especially such a curling nation as Canada, which was surely one of the main uh, medal contenders here in Lausanne. Uh, coming back to Norway and Italy, uh, we've got Norway. Uh, as I said, Norway who had uh, a little bit worse start of the games, managed to recover, get the the spot for the uh, semi, uh, for the quarterfinals, and Italy uh, made a worse finish. After a great, after four consecutive wins in the round robin, and they they got eliminated in the quarterfinals. Now that and, was that was also yes. a really intriguing match because um, from what I from what I heard, and I, I wasn't able to follow that match because I was watching the um, Japan Canada one. From but what I understand, um, Norway was up five to nothing, and then Italy came back uh, and took the lead six to five, and I think Norway uh, came out eight to six. If that's if that's right, I'm not quite sure what the scoreline was towards the end. But um, once again, that Norwegian team really seems to falter after the first few ends. So it'll be really interesting uh, as we watch them going forward. 
Yes, and we watched them uh, going forward with the semifinals being held just uh, two or even uh, one and a half an hour after the uh, the quarterfinals finished with uh, Japan and New Zealand. And Japan gets into the final uh, with uh, 8-4 uh, win over uh, the New Zealand teams. And in the, uh, in the semifinal of the more... Uh, known from curling nations, Norway, Norway uh, defeated Russia 7-2. So uh, it's Japan between uh, it's between Japan and Norway for the gold, and New Zealand uh, and uh, Russian Federation for the bronze in tomorrow's final medal games. And unfortunately, uh, OBS will not be showing us the bronze medal match, but you can catch that gold medal match um, tomorrow uh, live on the Olympic Channel or on YouTube. Or of course, you could also follow our uh, live blog for updates on both games. And now uh, I believe uh, it's the last day that I have to hear about the dreaded colors. So let's get into that one. Yeah. Yes, I wanted to say that uh, I'm really happy that that the color thing is is off. Although I think uh, we will have a, a little bit spoiler. We will have you will have you will be talking about the team sprint in speed skating where you had numbers instead of colors. Yeah, real so, original there. <laughs> yes. So uh, we can compare, or maybe our listeners can compare for themselves which one they prefer. But no, coming back to hockey, <laughs> okay, that's the point. Also, we have another point. So we have three, three different, uh, three different types of naming, and so we start. With... I just wanted to. I just wanted. It took a little bit of courage to remind you about my uh, passion and motivation for figure skating. Little pun there. <laughs> okay. So uh, coming back to the colors of hockey uh, and the colors were also uh, not only the colors of the teams, but also colors of the medals they won. In the women's team, uh, the yellow team gets the gold medal with a 6-1 victory over black. That, so uh, the black one gets a silver medal. And in the bronze medal games, uh, the blue team wins 6-4 uh, over brown team. So brown team with no brown bronze medal uh, and the blue team with with the with the lowest step of the podium in the women's the mixed nuts three on three event in the ice hockey while in men's we have a green team taking the gold medal uh, definitely the best team of of the whole tournament with 10-4 over red team and the bronze medal gets to the brown team so here we have the brown team getting the medal which is usually colored brown which is, although it's called bronze, I don't know. I think that Matt will say more about the language thing in that context, because in Polish we use uh, for both for the color and for the material the same word. And the, the brown team for the uh, for the bronze medal, they they won against the black team six five. Yes, and I I saw that there was some quite enjoyable scenes based off the photography uh, from the venue there at the Vodois Arena. And, um, well, it wasn't the only mixed team event today. We had a few more. Of course, we had our last day of figure skating competition. Uh, slightly confusing team events. Some athletes um, not being able to take part. Others seemingly chosen at random. So kind of a, a, a weird thing. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, the team names are even weirder. We had uh, Team Courage, Team Focus, Team Vision, Team Determination, Team Motivation, Team Discovery, Team Future, and Team Hope. That makes me team team annoyed right there. Um, <laughs> uh, so we yeah we did see 
uh, a pretty much dominant performance uh, from Team Courage with uh, with get they got um, they won the ice dance and uh, the women's singles as well as getting third place in the pair skate. And even though uh, Arlette Lavandi, their men's skater, only got seventh place, it was still enough. Uh, their early advantage was still enough for them uh, to take the gold medal with 24 points overall because the uh, place that you get in your event. Uh, like first place would be eight points, second place would be seven points, and so on. Uh, and they'd built up enough eight, eight, and six from the early events to where the two-pointer didn't really hurt them. Uh, closer, uh, it, the points were closer than it seemed. So coming in second on 22 points uh, was team focus, and that included, of course, our uh, our men's singles gold medalist, uh, Yuma Kageyama, who uh, won again in the men's singles today, even though there's obviously no medal on offer for individual performance and we also had a good performance from one of the uh, Russian ice dancing um, pairs so that team was uh, bolstered by some uh, in I guess individual medalists you can say even though pairs obviously aren't individual but um, some from, from from some individual uh, event medalists and third place went to uh, team vision you would think they'd had the, the vision to find themselves in the gold medal place but only only the bronze is what they're dreaming of today apparently and actually they tied uh, on 18 points with Team Determination, but uh, they had the higher finish with their male athlete, Andre Mazlev, uh, coming second to Kagayama once again today. But uh, since they had a second-place finish and Team Determination did not, we see them take home the bronze medal. So uh, that is pretty much uh, figure skating done and dusted here at the 2020 Winter Youth Olympic Games. Now, uh, again, we had, as I said, multiple uh, mixed team events today. We also saw the uh, mixed knock team sprint in uh, speed skating. That, of course, was won by Team 3, which is uh, made up of uh, Yukuno Yoshida of Japan, Sinisiro of Finland, Alexander Sergeyev from Russia, and uh, Ignaz Greischmenter from uh, Austria. So Austria and Finland getting their first speed skating medals of the games, courtesy of that. Of course, we do not count those uh, for those countries. They are counted uh, under the, uh, you're going to have to remind me of the code here, uh, Wojciech, what we count them under. Uh, sorry, I, I lost my concentration on that because I was thinking about the uh, the name that you did really well. And uh, although you are struggling with the Slavic names of, of uh, of specific uh, Croatian alpine skier, uh, sorry, could you re could you uh, repeat uh, the question? Asking, I was just uh, trying to remember what the code was for our for the uh, mixed NOC teams on the middle table. Uh, ZZX. Thank you. Yes, uh, ZZX. So of course these medals count to uh, ZZX. Getting back on track here, and uh, so in first place, as I said, we had Team Three, and I already told you the makeup. Uh, in second place, we had Team 16, some real original names today, just numbers. And Team 16 uh, featured Daria Kopacz, so another medal for Poland. Uh, we had Laura... Oh, boy. We had Laura from Finland. We had uh, Montenaga Arito from Japan. And we had Theo Collins uh, from GBR. So GBR's first medal of the games, but once again, obviously, it doesn't count because it's, well, at least officially, because it comes in a mixed knock event. And uh, third place... Uh, coming in only 0 0.04 behind Team 16 uh, was Team 14, which included uh, Valer Valeria Sorokoletova, uh, Romana Ionel, Jonathan Tabon, and Tuka Sumolainen. 
And of those, of course, were from Russia, Romania, USA, and Finland in that order. Sorry about not giving you the uh, the nations with those. I had a little mental slip. But that is your podium. So gold going to team three, silver going to team 16, and bronze going to team 14 in the mixed knock team sprint in speed skating. Yes, and also talking about the names, uh, I think there is no more Finnish name than Suomalainen, which really means Finnish in Finnish. <laughs> well, <laughs> it makes her easy to distinguish. And, um, well, there's not really a good transition, but I believe that you're going to talk to us about biathlon. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, we're we're leaving the skates. Now we go to, to skiing and to Latif Resort in France. And... Uh, I need to start to uh, admire, uh, to respect to the Italian team getting the gold medal of today's uh, biathlon event. It was the mixed relay. However, it was not the mixed NUX relay, but they uh, participated in their national teams. And Team Italy with an outstanding shooting, really, in the uh, in the first place with uh, Martina Trabucchi in the first leg and uh, Marco Barale in uh, the fourth leg. They were all. They were both shooting, uh, shooting perfectly, ten for ten, not not a single miss. While the most interesting thing about that is that Linda Zingerle had four misses, three in pro and uh, one in standings, which is uh, two thirds of all the misses. As Nicola Betemps had uh, one in pro and one in uh, shooting, thanks to additional bullets, they didn't have to run a penalty loops. Uh, but coming back to Zingerle, she was uh, she had those four misses. Uh, and still, she had the best time of her leg, of, of the second leg of the uh, female part of the relay. So that's really an impressive result uh, by the Italian team. Well, in uh, in the second place, we have team of uh, Russia, uh, which was leading for most of the uh, most of the uh, time, also fighting a tight bit uh, with Italy. And it was all uh, uh, for Oleg Domicek in the final leg of the Russian uh, relay. And he really failed the last uh, shooting and he did have to run that uh, running loop, uh, which made him fall behind uh, Barale, who was, as I mentioned, uh, had perfect shooting. And that's why Russia finished in silver medal with silver medal instead of a gold. While the battle for bronze seemed to be also uh, quite a quite uh, less interesting uh, than expected with uh, with the Norway Norwegian Vegarton running in uh, third place uh, for uh, starting in third place his his final leg and also the last shooting for the uh, yesterday's sprint bronze medalist uh, he had uh, to, he had to run two running two penalty loops in after the last shooting which made him fall from the third place to fifth uh, which was used by uh, maybe Matt, I think one of your favorite athletes at the game, your namesake from France, Mathieu Garcia, who had the best time of the final leg and also the perfect shooting with zero misses. And that gave him and his uh, team of France uh, the bronze medal. And of course, I, I would like to also mention the Polish team, uh, which finished sixth. Uh, behind the podium, there were also Czech Republic and Norway ahead of Polish team. And uh, once again, it was proven that uh, the the biggest power of Polish biathlon at these games is the men's part, uh, which is totally on the contrary of what we see in the uh, IBU World Cup, where it is the women's uh, competition that uh, gives us more emotion uh, according to the uh, to the sport result. 
And, and this time also, the... yes, sorry, it's also I wanted to say about the uh, the shooting uh, today because uh, a little bit of backstage from our Total Olympics unofficial prediction contest for the Youth Olympic Games, where one of today's question was how many athletes will be uh, having the perfect shooting today. And uh, the, the answer is seven. Uh, but I need to uh, say from the backstage that uh, I was consulting some questions with Matt and he said that uh, I, best, I big, give myself a big challenge to follow all the athletes uh, for to check out how many perfect score, perfect shootings there will be. Uh, but I said what he said earlier on while talking about the games between us, that it's Yog and there won't be many of them. So <laughs> it was seven out of, uh, out of, I think, about 100 athletes. So that's really not many of them. But I think it's, but I know, knowing the results of the prediction contest, I know it's much more than most of the contestants expected. Well, that's interesting because, of course, we only had two clean, uh, two, maybe three, I can't remember exactly. But I know two for sure uh, clean shoots in the whole entirety of the competition before today. So um, definitely a little bit of a surprise to see such high uh, or clean shooting scores. Also, uh, shout out to Japan with the biggest uh, deficit, uh, finishing deficit I've ever seen uh, in biathlon in a relay, uh, 22 minutes and 16 seconds behind. Um, I guess you could say quite a performance in a sarcastic way. Uh, um, I'm assuming that they were lapped and that at the, at the Youth Olympic Games you can be lapped because there were some quite big um, time disadvantages as well. Obviously, we see Australia uh, at 16.26 back as well and Romania right in front of them at 16.19. Um, but, you know, of course, part of the battle of the Winter Youth Olympics is just finishing and getting experience, which they did. And uh, so for them, of course, it's a good day as well. The last event um, to get started today as I transition here was, of course, Alpine skiing. Uh, we saw another team event, although not mixed knock. It was um, national teams. It was the uh, parallel slalom uh, event. Uh, so in the quarterfinals, we saw Switzerland, Germany, Sweden, Austria, United States, France, Finland, and Norway advance rather easily over um, all of their competitors. No, no tiebreakers needed. Um, so all the favorites advancing from the first round, or at least all the higher seeds in that case. Maybe the only upset being Finland over Italy there. And um, in the quarterfinals, we saw quite an upset when Germany beat Switzerland. Uh, showing great prowess in these games of alpine skiing and Germany not really showing us much but today uh, Germany decided to show up they beat Switzerland on tiebreaker there uh, we saw Austria dominate Sweden we saw France beat the United States in another close battle that came down to tiebreaker with France winning and we saw Finland handle Norway in the semifinals we saw uh, we saw Germany beat Austria once again shocking another stronger nation at the games meaning that Germany uh, advanced to the big final we also saw Finland shock France, meaning that we had quite an unusual big final, at least in terms of uh, earlier results from the games. And the small final was between maybe the two countries we expected to be first and second today. Uh, Austria winning the small final on tiebreaker over France. And uh, Finland won every single race against Germany in the final to claim the gold medal today. So gold goes to Finland, uh, silver to Germany, bronze to Finland. And unfortunately, Austria goes home empty handed in fourth or Yep, I got that backwards. France goes home empty-handed in fourth, and Austria goes uh, home with the bronze medal. So, of course, that is um, it for our for the action at today's games. But uh, we ended on alpine skiing for a reason. 
because as always, we have to nominate an athlete uh, of the day. Now, um, we struggle a little bit today, uh, with it today because uh, mo- the majority of the events today were team events, and it's a bit hard to choose uh, a particular athlete from mixed NOC teams. So we're doing someone that didn't uh, actually compete today, but that I felt had a story worth sharing and worth commending. So, of course, our athlete of the day, and actually I'll let uh, Wojciech announce our athlete of the day here. Yes, that's the uh, representative of the uh, South African Republic, uh, Thabo Rateleki. Yes, and I believe uh, Thabo Rateleki is our first um, black uh, skier from Africa. Um, Obviously, we've had a few African skiers compete at the Games before, but most of them um, were born uh, in European countries and then chose to represent their uh, parents' heritage. Um, Thabo Rekeleki, 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 sorry, is the uh, was born in South Africa and he learned to ski at the uh, at the ski resort they have there. Obviously, a small one um, south of the border of Lesotho. You can find it on Google Maps. I found it quite interesting just hovering it over for a while today. And um, just one single ski lift. Uh, he got into skiing because his brother was a ski racer. And uh, actually, his flight to Lusan was the first ever flight he took. This all according, of course, to um, Lusan uh, 2020's uh, background information on him on an article they posted recently. And um, he only raced a slalom because that's uh, all the piste allows for in um, the South African ski resort. Um, but uh, he did finish uh, 39th in the men's slalom, which means that he officially finished uh, for South Africa, making him the only official African skier at the Games. And so I think a, a proud performance um, for South Africa, and it shows that winter sports can be universal. Obviously, we've seen Thailand and the Philippines competing as well. Uh, Philippines with a naturalized athlete and Thailand with actual Thai athletes. So we're really starting to see some nations um, push the boundaries or the limitations of their of their climate. And it's uh, nice to see. Maybe you have a, an opinion on that, or maybe you don't. Wait, check, but I'll give you a chance here. Well, that's always the the beauty of the Olympics to see the uh, such as stories with with the athletes who maybe not playing the the major role in the in the competition, but uh, they are uh, doing things that are maybe unusual for their countries, and maybe this way they're promoting the uh, their country for for the world, and maybe they are also promote the, their discipline in in their country. And I hope. That, and I think that might be one of the best things about the Olympic Games uh, we see in the in the whole Olympic movement. Yes, I I can't agree more uh, with what you say there, and uh, I feel like agreeance uh, is a good way to end a podcast. Always better to end on an agreeance than an argument or a dispute. Um, so uh, I don't know if you have any reminders for our prediction contest today, but I'll give you uh, a moment now if you do. Uh, not especially for for the prediction contest. Especially, we we have uh, quite a quite a boring day tomorrow with speed skating and curling only uh, at the games. So quite a short coverage of our updated blog, and probably our podcast also will be shorter tomorrow. Although we may find out something else, but uh, let's hint, don't hint. spoil don't, don't spoil anything. Uh, so we invite you for tomorrow. And I think that you have the uh, reminder about the live trivia. Yes, of course. Tomorrow uh, is a live trivia day. So be ready at uh, 18 local time, 6 local time uh, to play along once again. We had three total, uh, a total of total Olympians. Jeez, I'm tired. Three total Olympians uh, with a perfect score so far in the 
uh, trivia. So it would be nice, of course, to get a fourth or a fifth. Uh, not to single anyone else there, but you know who you are. And um, so I recommend and encourage people to participate. We've really enjoyed playing along. And uh, you can win a daily prize. So even if you're not um, able to win the overall prize still, you can still win a daily prize, which is, uh, I believe, a, f- a free bag. Uh, free bag from the games it's got the logo on it and it looks really nice and uh, it'll make a good uh, carry-on bag for uh, the other sports events you go to this summer so um, just a nice little um, memento to have from the games and so maybe a little bit of a little bit of promotion because that it's a waterproof bag and you mentioned summer but really believe me that some during summer it also might be uh, the water waterproof bag might be also Uh, very useful as I remember my coverage from the uh, European Youth Olympic Festival in Dürer in 2017 when I got into when I was uh, coming from one venue to another in a in a terrible pouring rain and you know I got soaked like I like I would jump from the bridge to to the Duna the Danube sorry the Danube uh, which is also uh, there in, in Jure, and uh, I really had uh, problems with all the things I had in my bag, including the European Olympic Committee's media guide, so uh, that was a big loss. Fortunately, I managed to to recover uh, another one, so, uh, but really, the, the waterproof bags are really, really great thing. And I think that's very very good price for 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 winning such a such a trivia contest. And I really uh, I wanted to ask you: Do you think that the that the quizzes are even harder with the follow with every following uh, quiz? It's been interesting. I feel like the first two were pretty difficult, and then the next two were rather easy, and then the last two have kind of been uh, difficult. So it seems to kind of ebb and flow like everything in life. So it's definitely interesting. I hope Tokyo twenty twenty uh, does something similar. I don't know what they would offer as prizes. But it would be really fun if they did, because I really enjoyed uh, doing this. I recommend that more of these uh, World Championships events, all these sport games events uh, of the like, uh, do this format. Because it really is just fun to play along. You do a little bit of learning. You get a question wrong, you know, you always remember that fact. So uh, it's just fun to play along, and it's fun to play live, because it's enjoyable to play along uh, with your friends, like when myself and Witcher play, and when we play with people on the forum, because uh, we're so invested in it. And we, of course, you know, want everyone else we know to do well, just not better than us. But um, yes, I, I do think that uh, this is a good idea and that I hope we see more of it in the future. And speaking of what we'll see more in the future, obviously our daily podcasts uh, will continue uh, through what are pretty much um, dead, so to say, days. Uh, the next two days, only two two events or two sports going each day in earnest. But uh, we will be sticking around until the end of the games. And uh, of course, you continue to you can continue to follow our website and our live blog. Um, so, well, with that, I would say goodbye, and I'll let Wojciech do the same. Yeah, goodbye, everybody, and good night, and thank you for listening again.